prior to going into the break, Sarah explained the difference between a short sale and a foreclosure. And before you dive deeper, I just want to stress to our listeners, I speak with listeners every single week. Some of them are in forbearance. Mm -hmm. Some of them are still having challenges from COVID. Some of them got extended forbearance. Some of them got turned down and have a ton of equity in their home Mm -hmm. because of the appreciation we've seen since the COVID craziness of 2020 when real estate prices just took off and they haven't come down at at a any type of substantial pace as they went up. So you have a ton of equity in your home right now if you're having child, typically you would have a ton of equity and have done all the right things, call for forbearance for and everything else. Would you agree or disagree that to sit there and let the late mortgage payments pile up mm-hmm. and the late fees pile up and the credit crushing, debilitating um, action that you're doing to your credit score, just sit there and do nothing mm-hmm. or call you and have you try to sell the home and capture that equity that's still there. That's the toughest conversation that we have with listeners and clients. So if you, for an example, if you bought your home in 2008, right, for $250,000 and today it's worth $400,000 and let's just say you'd been through a sickness, divorce, a new job, any any anything that would put you in a tighter financial position and you can't make your payment, what happens is that, you know, you obviously have to pay usually what's an escrow, so your taxes, your insurance, your payments, then there's late fees. There's all of these different things that add up and people no one wants to be in that situation. It's uncomfortable. There's an embarrassing factor to it. People are ashamed. And the reality is it can happen to anyone. It can happen to any one of us. And so when that happens the key is don't let it get so far out of hand that if you have $150,000 of equity in your home, that all of a sudden, a year later, when you come to terms with this, you call and now you maybe can walk away with 10, 15 grand after everything that's been added up because of the delinquencies. I mean, late payments, absolutely. late taxes, absolutely. maybe your insurance is delinquent. You, you sat there for a year with no homeowner's insurance on your mm-hmm. home, which is not safe. When the, your property taxes, if those go two years, they can go to a tax sale. I mean, there's all these different things that can happen. And so that is not a short sale. That's just having financial issues. And it's scary. It's scary to make the change. It's scary to dive in and do it. But if you have equity in the property, don't let the bank take those fees and take that away from you. The key is just getting ahead of it. Have a conversation. Don't be scared of that. I always tell people it doesn't define who you are or anything about you, but it just doesn't feel good. No one wants to be in that position. Just you know, come to terms with that and then get ahead of it to come out with the best possible scenario. The first thing you need to do, agree or disagree, call your servicer, which is the company you write your mortgage payment to. Mm-hmm. Tell them that you're having hardships and have documentation of that hardship. Yeah. I just talked to a listener yesterday was referred by another listener who listens to the show Mm -hmm. she's like i've been listening to you for 10 years and my friend who listens to your show all the time told me i should call you i'm like first thing i asked her how come she doesn't listen to the show right just to break the ice and then (laughs) so um kind soul kind soul again I'm i'm a bridge builder so her story she got wiped out during COVID. Uh-huh. She went into forbearance where you didn't have to make a mortgage payment. It got added to the back of her home. Uh-huh. Fine. She came out of uh, COVID. She was able to get a job. which She subsequently got downsized, lost her job. Uh-huh. Hasn't made a mortgage payment in six months. Uh-huh. Now, typically that would be in foreclosure status, but she was smart. 
she contacted her servicer is in forbearance again. Mm-hmm. So all the late payments, all the mortgage payments that she missed and hasn't made any payments yeah. is not negatively impacting her. She's making forty grand a year. Okay, she got twenty thousand dollars worth of credit card debt. Yeah. She asked me if there's anything I could do. I can't do anything when you're in forbearance. You have to make six payments. You got. So you know what I said. Hopefully they give you an extension. She's working now. Take that money. Pay off your credit card debt. Mm-hmm. And then when the time comes, the twenty thousand dollars of credit card debt's costing you eight hundred fifty dollars a month. Yeah, it's expensive. Okay, so pay that off. Then when you start back up. She's like, yeah, but you know, all that money is being added to the back of the loan. I'm like, who gives a damn? Yeah. Who cares? I think that if you get so far behind, like you get three forbearance, you have all these things like in that situation, it's almost like, do you just try and sell if you have equity in it and move on and just start over? Because it does, it becomes overwhelming. It's it's debilitating for people, right? When it comes to that, it's like you're carrying around a heavy weight every day. Sure. So sometimes staying is the answer if you can have, you know, if you can get work with the, the lender and, and get into a good position. But sometimes I truly do think that it's just too heavy of a weight to carry and you just sell and, and move on and find something that feels just like it's a better fit financially. She's like, she's like my credit's completely destroyed i'm like don't worry about your credit yeah. right forget about the credit right now let's worry about keeping though she got three hundred thousand dollar home she owes 150 and they threw 50 g's behind it yeah. okay so i'm like that's great okay so you basically owe two hundred thousand dollars on a three hundred fifty thousand dollar home can't get any money out right now because right. of of your current situation all right but at least you're still in the home right you got a ton of equity right. and if they don't extend it out you've got to make a decision either miss mortgage payments destroy your credit even more and have a foreclosure on your record or sell the damn property pocket that all that money yeah it's going to cost you a couple bucks to move yeah you're going to hire a realtor they'll take their cut yeah you got to give a tax credit but you, you walk away with the check and you start over sure the mortgage company does not want you to lose your home right correct that's right they, they're there to help you <laughs> So let's talk about what that looks like. So in those situations, people have equity. But let's, you know, if somebody bought their home in 2021, so you're in COVID, uh, prices are already high, rates are low, which is great, but the values had already started to shoot up. And let's just say, you know, two years later, they lost their job. So in that situation, if somebody bought a home for 400000 and today it's worth, let's just call it four fifteen, right? Okay. They don't have the ability to pay title insurance, you know, the expenses associated with selling. That would be a scenario where you could try to do a short sale. Correct. So I can't sell my home for what it's worth in today's market and I don't have the money to pay to get out. So let's just say if the home is worth four and you have $100,000 in the bank, okay? You can't do a short sale because you would have the money to release that debt and pay to get out. There'd have to be a hardship where you genuinely didn't have. What's a hardship? A hardship would be considered divorce, divorce, death, um, death of yep, absolutely, job loss, a job loss or a job change where you were making a certain income and now you don't have that income and you have to prove those things through tax returns, you know, through uh, paycheck stubs, things like that. Major medical expenses, absolutely. So if you don't know what defines hardship, call. I'd be happy to talk you through that. It happens all the time to people, and then we would list the property. You list it at market value. That's the thing with the short sales. We're not listing. 
listing it for what you owe. We're listing it for what we think the bank would take for it. And then we get an offer. We negotiate that offer with the bank, with your servicer, in an effort to try to get any debt unpaid released. Mm-hmm. And then we there, there's a lot of paperwork that's needed. I always say it's like applying for a mortgage. You have 100%. to turn in bank statements, tax returns. You have to write a hardship letter. You know, And then from there, the goal would be we get you in a rental. Right. 12 months, David can talk to you about how to build back up your credit during that time. There's a couple years that go by before you can buy. So think about it. The biggest purchase you can make in your life, how many years is it? Three years before you can purchase another home? Uh, FHA, it could be, it could, if you miss mortgage payments, if you, a short sale, it's three years. Three years. It's three years. So if you did a short sale, you rent for a couple of years, but the biggest purchase you could ever make, you're approved to do in three years, three yeah. short years. So it's really not a defining thing. It just gets you out of a terrible situation and allows you to get back into a better one. Here's the analogy. It's like having horrible acne in high school, mm-hmm. right? And then you graduate high school and you go to a dermatologist because you could afford it. And then you come back three years and you've got a perfect face and your face is, you know, you, you're, you're still not attractive because you're just not attractive to start with. Where but, are we going with this? But all the acne has gone. Okay. I'm just making a general conversation. Right. It's time. He's getting to time. In time. Time, time heals. Time all heals all wounds. wounds. I see. Yeah, I probably went a little deep there that I shouldn't <laughs> that have. That was deep. Yeah. I was you way didn't mention deep. Maury, you know, then showing up on the talk show and. Yeah, uh, I that was I compl- I had a train of thought, and then you looked at you me, gave me that around. look like, "What are you talking about?" <laughs> land your land your plane, buddy. And I totally lost it. So thanks for screwing up. <laughs> oh, it, you're it was a better analogy. All right, we got to take a quick break. Come back with more short sale foreclosure talk. Three one two nine eight one seven two zero zero three one two nine eight one seventy two hundred. And what we learned during '08 that is being put into place right now. Okay, two thousand eight, the blowout. The, the the what we learned 15, 17 years ago during that disaster and why we have a better real estate market today because of the pains that we experienced in 08. I want you to build upon that after we get back. 312-981-7200 is a Megapro's call. Text and photo line. More with Sarah Leonard of uh, Legacy Properties coming up after these messages. Home Sweet Home Chicago. Do you bring your mother over to make margaritas in the open houses, or does she just stay at home and pound them on her own? <laughs> it's a little bit of both. Chips, guacamole, margarita. She is one happy gal. That's awesome. That would get me buying a house. Mama Leonard over there in Hochberg, and we got a party. <laughs> yeah. Now, here's David Hochberg and Home Sweet Home Chicago. 312 7200 312-981-7200. It's Megapro's line. Sarah Leonard. Uh, we were talking during the break. The one that we forgot was divorce. For a hardship, yeah, absolutely. There's a number of things that can happen that can just throw you, know, you throw your life off, throw the finances off is something you've been really comfortable with for a long time, and it just changes so quickly. You're working, you 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 don't hit the number because you had a medical uh, emergency. You still mm-hmm. got it coming in, but the bonus wasn't there, and you never right. get caught up. There's hundreds of different reasons for you to have a hardship, but to be numb. And to do the ostrich, mm-hmm. which is to bury your head in the sand because this is going to go away. If you've got four cents in your bank account today, yeah. there's no money fairy that's going to come flying over your bank account and sprinkle in $20,000 to get you out of debt. I think people are scared what might happen if they did a short sale. It's like, well, what might happen if you don't? <laughs> so I think it's just a smart thing to have the conversation and understand what those options look like. 
Uh, and if you don't do a short sale and you were to just let the property foreclose, let's just say you just stayed there, you stayed living in the home. I think the surprising thing for people is that you, that debt's just not forgiven. It's not no. just wiped away. That servicer can still come back to you. I mean, not still. They will. Right. <laughs> they so, will. So that's the difference between letting a home foreclose and having this unknown that could happen or, as David says, will happen or doing the short sale, which we have a letter that states when you do a short sale, that debt has been forgiven and you are no longer liable for any of those fees that are owed. You know, And then the home closes and it's it's clean. And you can give them a good program to rebuild their credit pretty quickly, can't you? 12 months. Yeah. I just showed you my credit card. Right. I got a Team Hockberg credit card. It's pretty sleek and sexy. <laughs> it's a black card with Team Hockberg on it. Uh, I talked to eight people this week, ranging from 22-year-old twins whose mother listens to the show, mm-hmm. who are, one's in college, one's out, trying to get a job to, to establish themselves using their debit card and their cash, not building credit. Right. 50-year-old lady, listens to the show, wants to buy a home, no credit. 63-year-old lady, listens to the show, mom just passed away, she was a caretaker, yeah. mom didn't believe in credit, so she didn't believe in credit, and now mom's gone, she wants to start believing in credit, right? It was yeah. like Rocky Wirtz when he took over, may you rest in peace, great man, when he took over the Blackhawks, right, when his father was still alive, he didn't put him on TV, father passed away, he put him on TV. So this 60-year-old woman, so and that's just four right. of, of the folks that I, I, I helped this week. I love when you guys make sports references. I'm like, go sports, I have go no sports. idea what you're talking about. It's like the most quiet I'll ever be on the show. <laughs> Okay, that game that I took your entire team to, that was a hockey game that right. started at 8.30. Right. You, you, you Touchdown! Yeah, you didn't leave the couch and you ordered a <laughs> bottle of vodka I saw, which is great. You know, it was that uh, to the likes des- to have a good time. It was that to the dessert cart and back. Okay, that, it's a true story. Nice that was it is cart. a true story, my where's friends. Where's the bathroom and the dessert carts here? Okay. By bathroom, I mean, where's the bar? Where's the bar? Right. right. In right. The, right behind you. <laughs> so, But the important thing is, for listeners... It's also a buying opportunity because you've got these properties coming on that aren't on the MLS. Right. These are all private listing, pocket listings, if you will. Sure. Because it takes a little bit to, if you have time, you could get a great opportunity to come in on a property that's not even going to be listed because that servicer wants that house once they agree to a short sale. Mm-hmm. They want it gone. Yeah. And they want their money so they can put it back in the playing field in another uh, another property. Yeah. And so if you're, a, if you're a seller living in a home and you do a short sale, the process <clears throat> takes a while. So when you go back, it is usually anywhere from a four to nine month, I'd say. It's a little short of a year. But to go back and forth, the bank has to order an appraisal on it to see what they think the market value is because they don't want to take more of a loss than they have to. You have to give a broker opinion on it as we well. do yep so they call it a bpo and it is there's a, a process as to how it goes it's a little bit backward because we list the property not knowing what the bank will take but we put it on a market value in hopes that when they do their bpo or appraisal it comes back at a similar value and then from there we negotiate to make sure your debt is forgiven and then at that point they'll issue a letter saying okay it's agreed to you have to close in 60 days but the process between listing it and when that happens usually can take six months to a year. And so because of that, you're not rushed out of your home. It's not like you have to move out right away, but there's communication to keep people in the loop. So if you are in a situation like that, or you fear that you may be in a situation like that, please call us. We're happy to help. It, uh, it isn't as scary as it seems. And there's always, there's always solutions out there. Here's what we learned from 08. Then we got to hit a break. Yeah. What we learned in 08 was let's not throw everybody out of their homes. 
Oh, sure. Okay, and let's not create a worse problem by foreclosing on everybody and just kicking everybody out and dumping inventory on top of inventory. We had a a 90-month inventory back in 08. No, the banks didn't know how to handle that sort of a situation, right? They got us into that mess. The banks were giving away the home. Yeah, we we won't see that again. So when people say, no, I want to buy a foreclosure for pennies on the dollar, I'm like, well, get in your time machine, go back in time, and buy one. I mean, it's just not the market that we're in. So... It's a little different now than it was then, but absolutely no bank wants to keep these sure. on their books. Well, and plus they don't want to completely blow up the entire market, mm-hmm. throwing a thousand properties on the market. They, right. they don't want to do that. So right. if they could keep these homeowners in these homes and work through the challenges that they're having yep. and add that to the back of the loan, she's like, yeah, but I owe all this stuff. I'm like, who cares? Right. Uh, you know, uh, the listener in the in the other side, I'm like, okay, so you got six months and then you got a year. So you got 18 months on the back of your loan. So instead yeah. of a 30-year loan, you got a 31 and a half-year loan. Yeah. Who cares? Right. She's right. like, yeah, I'll be 96 on the 30-year fixed loan. I'm like, who cares? Right, right. You did not foreclose. You stayed in the home. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Okay, you owe the money, great. So you pay it down the road. It doesn't matter. That's what we learned in 08. Yeah. Let's not kick everybody in the street, depreciate the market anywhere from 30 to 70%, and let's, let's, let's just firm it up that way. Phone number for our listeners who want to reach you. 224-239-3966 or sarahleonardsells.com. I think the key takeaway there is if you're in that situation, just call. There's no reason to be uncomfortable or embarrassed talking about it. It happens to good people all the time. And so if you are in a situation where you just don't know what to do, call David or I. We're happy to help.